Ron Barracks Action, a Rivenstone podcast where we discuss Broken Anvil Miniatures' exciting new war game. Barracks Action is hosted on the Line of Sight Network. You can find out more about the network and its various podcasts on LOSWarMachine.com. Welcome to Barracks Action. My name is Reese. I'm joined by my lovely other hosts, which is Red. Hello, hello. And Spencer. Hey. And we are here to talk some more about Rivenstone, and in particular about Adepticon and Broken Anvil Minis and their sort of debut of Rivenstone at Adepticon 2022, which you had the uh, amazing opportunity to go to, Red. Oh, yeah. It was it was actually quite a blast. The whole adepticon experience is always beautiful and then just being able to finally actually play the game was 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 great Anvil, they were they were amazing oh that's awesome no we, um we definitely took all the information we could from you while you were there and spencer and i have uh proxied our ways through some some games as well but no it was um all the pictures made it look amazing. Everything that BAM have done looks phenomenal from from an Adepticon point of view. So uh, definitely jealous you got to go to that one. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I wish we all could have went. <laughs> but no, we're gonna um, more or less gonna get you to run through the entire experience, man, and let you know, let us know what you thought and um, how everything was there from from the uh, the actual game point of view and everything, and then that way we can you know, give an honest opinion. And uh, like I said, Spencer and I have been able to play a couple of games now using the as much of the rules as we know. So we were going to give a run through on that as well. Beauty. That sounds great. So yeah, um, I went up to Adepticon. I was primarily going to go to see Rivenstone because I'd actually thought right before uh, Adepticon there, we were, it was kind of up in, an air, up in the air on the tournament game that I usually play on whether or not there was going to be a decent attendance or if uh, uh, there were going to be some last minute changes and so I thought about not going and then suddenly they announced that Rivenstone is going to be demoed at Adepticon and at that point I was like I will pay my hotel fare I will pay whatever I need I am going up to to check this out Uh, and especially they were going to give away free minis too as well so uh, could not miss it um yeah because it was um it was a demo oryx flinger right that everyone got handed out to if they if they popped in yeah brilliant yeah and what i what i thought was amazing is like i i figured it was going to be a single sculpt of the flinger but it actually was uh all three of the flingers from the unit uh and you kind of got a random one from the unit uh if you played or came up and talked to them about ribbonstone and then inside was also like a uh like a little mini card uh, that is not the card for the flinger itself but it's kind of like an advertising card and then there was also mm-hmm. a sticker in, in the the Rivenstone thing which i have promptly stuck to the side of my computer already <laughs> that's awesome yeah no it's it's really good so first time actually getting to get my hands on the celio cast too which uh is very very interesting 
Yeah, nice. That's great. Because yeah, that was um. Because yeah, uh, and all the Seokar stuff they're doing for for Riverstone is um, uh, made in house as well. So it's it's really good to see a company doing that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, I got to talk to Chris briefly uh, at the con. Hopefully, I, I don't want to go too far into that because we're going to actually try to get Chris on. Uh, Chris and Hannah uh, from the production team and stuff like that and get them on so that they can actually go over, you know, some of the some of that kind of stuff uh, mm. with us. So I don't want to talk about what we already talked about at Adepticon in that regards so that uh, our listeners can listen into that episode and be able to hear about the formulations and stuff and how they kind of like a behind the scenes on the because I find mm. it fascinating the materials that these are made of. Um, maybe somebody else is geeky like me. And, and we'll think it's fascinating <laughs> <laughs> but still yeah. no that's great uh, any sort of new material i'm uh, i'm very interested to see uh especially you know considering the the hell that is some resin uh and then obviously all the different kinds of plastics and stuff you can get as well but everything that bam have said about the um the co cast and i know that i think uh infinity like corvus belly has used mm -hmm. it recently as well um looks really good but i can say that these are different than the infinity ones because BAM has actually, then uh, and they'll go more in depth in this. They've actually retooled the formula that CEOcast is normally done in, so they've actually adjusted it for a better quality uh, mm. that will fit their minis uh, more appropriately. So if you're familiar with the Infinity stuff, uh, this will be slightly different from that. I think the, yeah, for the, sure. the main thing they said was that it's it's not as bendy, it's harder. Yeah. So, like they call it CO cast hard. Yeah, it's it's kind of um it kind of reminds me of a GW hard plastic, but not as hard as the GW hard plastics, but we were we're in the same range as that, which I think is awesome. Because I really love the hard plastics. Yeah, for sure. No, that's really good. But the um the actually for anybody who hasn't seen it as of yet, um, Red was kind enough to record the game he did with um, Will Hungerford uh, at Adepticon, and he's put it up on YouTube under Barracks Action. So if anyone wants to check it out there. But what was your overall thoughts of the game having played it now, Red? So I tried to contain my excitement uh, when I first went up there. Uh, I introduced myself. They were in the middle of a demo already and everything like that, and they were. Right off the bat, they were they were very friendly and stuff, and and it wasn't just to me uh, because you know a barracks action or anything like that. Uh, every single person that uh, that I saw them interact with, they were engaging. They were very enthusiastic, which is always really nice to see from a company standpoint. Because sometimes you go to these conventions, you walk down the halls and stuff like that, and you just don't get any like interaction with the with the people. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of conned out, uh, but, uh, the BAM crew seemed to be on point right off the bat, you know, trying to engage, which I think was great. Um, yeah, nice. I, I scheduled the time for Will and asked them if I could record it. They were very, very gracious. Uh, not only were they gracious in allowing me to record the thing, but Will was like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and play a regular game so that you'll get the you'll get a full game in and you can record it with me and i was like all right that's kind of cool i was kind of dreading it uh from all of the hype up uh on discord uh because i was like oh no you know he's just gonna whoop the tar out of me uh and uh 
I was like, but at the same time, I knew that if he was coming at me, you know, full bore, then I was going to actually see the the game from a perspective where if there is something that is broken or something that is off about this game, uh, having him not hold any punches or pull any punches was the way to see to see that. Uh, so yeah, I was nice. I was very very happy that he was not going to pull any punches, and I, I I adamantly did not want him to. Uh, I did not <laughs> want it to be like the normal demo of you know let the guy win and stuff like that. I wanted it to I wanted to really stress test it and see and see what's up. Uh, yeah, for sure. It started off with him asking, you know, um, then this was all off camera. He asked me, you know, what our initial thoughts were from what we did in our last episode. And I said, we all kind of thought that Shattered Empire had a slight edge. Um, or at least from my perspective of what we talked about, we thought that they had a slight edge due to the stealing of the Rivenstone and stuff like that. Um and so he thought that was very interesting. And so he was immediately like, I'll play Shattered Empire then. And I was like, oh, he's really going to give it to me, you know, and everything like that. And he goes, no, I <laughs> want you funny. to. Yeah, I know. Right. He was like, <laughs> he was like, no, I want you to see how the action economy, you know, is different. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, orcs tend to get all these extra actions. And if you think about it, and he pointed this out, which, you know, I hadn't thought of before, which I thought was really great, is that that's basically extra shards that are not actual shards. So you can't steal their free actions, you know, which is kind of balancing at that point, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, cool. So yeah, uh, I went and did my tournament uh, and then uh, that tournament ended up, er, ended early. uh, And uh, I was very excited uh, because I finally got my first Adepticon medal because I won first place in that tournament. Uh, so that was exciting. Uh, the The medal is freaking huge, and I can hardly wait to win my first medal for Rivenstone later on down the, the road if they ever <laughs> if they ever do any type of tournament. But I think they mainly said that they want to do narrative events, which I think is okay. I think that's great. Uh, I think it's a smart business decision, you know, Mm. Uh, to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if, if anything, there'll be there'll be community like tournament events anyway made. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like I, I'm sure we'll be able to scratch that competitive itch at some point. <laughs> I think well, that's how like pretty much all the uh, the big the big games now started off. Like I highly doubt Games Workshop originally had a tournament packet of their own. No, we know, we know that PP didn't because that that came from the community through Steamroller. Right. Um. It was then just adopted. Well, I just got some practice recently writing uh, an ITC-style tournament packet for Battletech because uh, we are going to host the very first Battletech Championship at the Atlantic City Open, and I am going to be the lead uh, demo agent for that convention. And so uh, I just got done writing the packet and the missions for that, so... I'm pretty sure that with my excitement for barracks actions, I'm not going to be able to contain myself and I'm going to write something <laughs> and we'll, we'll uh, get something going. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that between the three of us, we could come up with some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, I, no, that, that sounds, that sounds great, mate. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And then, so once the tournament was done, I went out and uh, I got my camera and stuff and went out, uh, went to the Rivenstone part. They were in the main 40K hall, just outside the vendor rooms. 
Uh, so it was extremely noisy uh, in that hall. So those who have watched the video, that is my first apology. I did clean up the audio as much as possible, but now it sounds somewhat underwater-ish because of all the filters and noise filters that I had to put on it to try to filter out all the excess noise because it was it was pretty noisy. Uh, but at least I got at least some clean audio out of it. Uh, not clean, clean, but enough to where you could understand it. Mm. Yeah, no, it sounded, sounded fine to us, mate. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it's, it was really good to see the game in action. The models and the table look phenomenal. So yeah, that was one of the first things. Like I did a quick sweep over the table with, uh, with the camera to kind of take a look at all the models as Will started in uh, with the, with the wheel, Will Spiel. Uh, that we've heard in several uh, different other locations. Uh, <laughs> it, it was really fascinating to just listen to him go at it uh, in person. He's very excited about the game, which he should be. Uh, it's always nice to see a designer that's as enthusiastic about what they're doing and as passionate about what they're doing as the community is going to be passionate. It'll kind of reflect, which I think is great. And then so uh, when I picked up that first model, that is when it kind of sunk into me that this is like no other no other game out there the the models it, it was weird cuz there was a noticeable like they were light they they like there was a noticeable lightness to them uh i i, I don't i think they're even a little bit lighter than 40k models or that it could just be my perception that i was playing with you know metal models all weekend and it just could be that uh but there was like a noticeable lack of of heft to them uh mm -hmm. but that wasn't bad because it meant that um if i dropped the model or something like that it's not going to break as easily uh so i felt a lot more secure handling their amazingly painted models because uh, <laughs> they were they were really really gorgeous um and those were not like their studio models. Those were just the, eh, we threw them together and took them to a demo models. Uh, and uh, they looked amazing. So that was mm -hmm. like the first thing. The other thing that I noticed about them, uh, the models themselves is the size of them. Uh, they were slightly, probably about six millimeters or so. I think Will has described them as 38s rather than 32 heroics. Uh, when it comes yeah, to- Yeah, I think they were 35 scale. or 38 mils from memory. Yeah, so it's like yeah. they're actually like 30. bigger- Mm -hmm. Yeah, 30, 35 millimeter heroic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the next thing I noticed. The the models have enough, uh, like they're not too big for a three foot board. Uh, though on a three foot board, things start to get crowded when you get to the three hero. Um, uh, but they're big enough to where the detail really stands out. Have, was... have you handled a siege breaker? Uh, the siege breaker from uh, ISA. ISA, yeah. Yeah, I've handled the siege breaker. How would like the brutes compare to a siege breaker? About the same size. size. About the same size. I awesome, because that that's a big chunky <laughs> model. Yeah, it's a big chunky model, and, and these were these were pretty big and chunky too. Like I, I really like the size of them. Uh, I don't have like a space marine with me or something because. You know the gold standard. How many space they're gonna, marines? They're going to dwarf space marines. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be bigger <laughs> than that. I, I would say that they're. Um, if you are into 40k or you can see 40k, the Primaris marines, they're like that size. 
So they got nice. they got some really nice detail to them, and I would say they're they're about Primera size. Which for me, that's, awesome. that's, that's a perfect, you know, kind of size where I can get really good details. And just looking at the free model that I got here, like you can see, uh, you've got, you know, like the stitching and stuff in the cloaks and stuff is really predominant. So even with my bad old eyes, I can see them predominantly and I could feel like I could paint this guy without my glasses on, which is great because I hate feeling old. So... Their minis don't make me feel old, which is awesome. You don't have a, Brilliant. a, a magnifying visor, Red? No, I've got uh, I've got my reading glasses that I use, which help me magnify anyways. Um, but yeah, which is really funny because for the longest time I didn't realize I needed like some glasses, and I'd been painting, and I'd even painted up a, a guild ball team with uh, their tartans because they played the Brewers, so their tartans I had done. Uh, plaid on them and actually like interlaced and did all the lining for the plaid and everything like that and then when i got my glasses i looked at them again and they were hideous they were absolutely <laughs> bad and i had been bragging to every oh look at these models how good they are and people were just kind of giving me that little like that nod of uh-huh oh, yep. oh, okay yeah <laughs> He's very proud of these, <laughs> you know, and, and everybody was very pleasant and didn't say anything to me. And then I got my glasses on and I saw them for the first time. And I looked at my wife and I was like, you let me show these off. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's so, yeah. got their own standards. Yeah. One dude was like cross-eyed. It was, it was really bad. It was just really, really bad. But hey, painted minis are painted minis, so that's all good. True. But fabulous, that's all you need. Right, right. So yeah, uh, we, we began the game and everything like that. Uh, and right off the bat, uh, I did my turn. I felt really, really solid about my turn. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm moving up the board, I'm positioning, I'm getting myself in position. And then Will's just like, now let me show you how this is done. <laughs> and if you watch the video, I, he chokes me out like nothing else. Like, it's just like, he, he gets so much ribbon stone right off the bat. And I just felt right from the get go, completely outclassed in, in, in every way, shape and form. Uh, I was like, okay, this is definitely somebody who's played the game a lot, obviously, because he's playtesting and creating the game. <laughs> and he is showing me so much. And I was so excited about it. Uh, at the time, I was smiling as he's like curb stomping me. Uh, and I'm just like giddy because uh, uh, I am actually learning how this game should be played you know, and mm. how ineffective my first turn was because uh, I took the first turn. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the shard economy is like huge and you can get all these shards. And I was like, oh man, and then you can do all this stuff. And it really changed the perspective I had on the game at first um, because I, for some reason in my mind, I just thought, you know, people are going to have like one or two shards. Uh, and the shards are going to get stolen, and then you're going to have to get one or two more, or, you know, this, that, or the other. But I felt the shard level was going to be at, like, the zero to two range. I was not nah, expecting... It's... <laughs> it, yeah. I, I think I had the same sort of thought, and then Spencer and I yeah. played a couple games now, and, like, you can get up to, like, 
12 shards very very quickly yeah. um and you're just like wow yeah. <laughs> yeah well i think in the so we've got another video going up on youtube so definitely anybody listening go over to youtube search out barracks action we're starting to put videos up uh because we have the tts mod so we're going to start putting some videos up and i just edited one tonight and i think in that in that one, Reese, you got up to like 12, 13 shards at one point? I think at one point, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, um, when you're playing Bellcroft, your shards are my shards, and my shards are my shards. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, He's got to take them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had, yeah, and we had the event where you got an extra shard at the beginning of each of your turns, and so it was just like, shards. <laughs> Yeah, that is yep. such a good you, you, like, yeah, your your turn, you get a shard. Your Bellcroft, you get a shard. You exist, you get a shard. Yeah, so many shards, it's great. Um, yeah, well, it's like um, uh, in regards to like what you were saying, Red, about like the shard economy, I it never even occurred to me until we played our first game, Spencer, that um, you can harvest twice as like your actions, and right. so I'm like, well, that means you can you can legit get. Um, you know, in the the scenario we have, which is um, mother load, it's like you can le get legit just get six shards every turn if your dudes don't die um, mm -hmm. off of the the actual deposits that are in your basically on your deployment line. I'm like mind explosion. Um, yeah. <laughs> plus, plus you get plus the ribbon stone explodes. So yes. Yep. So there's another. There's up. To, yeah, up to another four, basically. Yeah it's, yeah, it's insane. Like, there's so many, and I'm just like, this is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then... I have yet to feel, and this is even playing against Bellcroft multiple times. I've yet to feel shards starved. Yeah. Which is good. Mm. Yeah, you can really get the shards, and then because of the actions that shards provide, the game became so much more deadly than what i thought it was you know mm. i thought these heroes were going to be uh, uber resilient and and like they could just stride forth on the battlefield no 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 uh <laughs> uh tor is is, just... is scary mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, so scary how, how scary is the stone touch night bro dude oh man we we were not ready for stone touch night nobody nobody was nobody's worthy of stone touch night that thing like i think in the last cast we mentioned like you know we went through its stat cards and we're like you know it seems kind of cool and then we just watched this thing just be the champion unit like that it's it's a veteran it's just lying to you it's actually just a champion hero in disguise um it's so good so good and uh yeah in one of our games i stone touch knight scored 13 points in the first round because <laughs> it, it killed Tor twice. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> just just butchered him. Just didn't it didn't even blink. Basically, just swung his sword and decapitated Tor twice. It was insane. <laughs> right. And I, I think you know in in the video you'll see it. But I think at one point I strode Tor forward and I was like, okay, I need to deal with Belcroft, so I'm going to put Tor forward because you can't kill him. And I hear Fay off to the side go, oh yes, he can. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> like I'm like, well, time for the YOLO. Let's see if this happens. Uh, <laughs> and I think just by luck of dice, he failed to kill it. Uh, if I remember correctly, I would have to rewatch the video. But it, that that game had so many like absolutely fun moments in it. It wasn't even funny. 
I also really like that when you lose a model, you're not out of it for like ages. Like that model's not come like not not coming back for like three turns. You get so many opportunities to bring models back during the course of the game that you can honestly lose a model and the very next time you activate it can be back on the board. Oh yeah. Uh, uh the, just the fact that like throughout the entire game I don't think me or Will used a barracks action at all because we kept getting models back cuz you get models during the lull phase. Uh you mm. get to do a, a hero and a muster uh during the lull phase and just get them back uh every single turn. Uh so we didn't use a barracks action probably the entire game and i think in the one game that i watched with you and sneaky you used a barracks action like sneaky like went in and he nailed you and, and took a bunch of models off the board mm. and then you went into the lull phase got a muster then you barracks actioned got another muster and it was just like everything was back within one yeah you know within one turn and it was just like oh you're you're, you're just right back into it yeah, it's really. It, although having said that, it's, like, it's really good you can get everything back, but it can really screw with your um your exhaustion tokens as well. Yeah, when you just sort of like everything's back, you're like, oh, but I was like one dude away from clearing all of my exhaustion. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I've done mean mean things to Reese with uh with exhaustion, because <laughs> like I'm used I'm used to that mechanic from Warcaster. Right. Mm -hmm. Trying to take trying to take advantage of it as much as you can. Oh, you uh, just you just wait. You just wait. The risen are coming. The risen uh, are coming. Get, I'm gonna so get my comeuppance. The <laughs> they're just gonna give me more exhaustion token resets. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh man. I, I'm so yeah. So, so for anybody who doesn't know, um, for the next couple of weeks on the um, the the blog for Rivenstone, we're getting the starter box cards for Risen and Iron Guard. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm super pumped. Risen is what I'm focusing on when it, when the game comes out and at least for a hot minute afterwards. So I'm super pumped for that. And then the Iron Guard, I know Sneaky's pretty keen to see where they end up. So I, I don't want to see Sneaky playing the Iron Guard. I just, I, <laughs> I just don't. I'm, I don't want to see myself play the Iron Guard. Blame Jordan. Uh, <laughs> when when we first when i first when, when we first started i first got into the game i was talking about myself i was like entered empire oryx no dwarves no dwarves <laughs> and then jordan released hobart and i'm like okay those dwarves, dwarves are pretty sexy then we keep seeing more and more dwarves and i'm just like all right it looks like it's dwarves. <laughs> so. They are real. They are really sexy. They are really sexy. I can hardly wait to see their rules. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So um, the other thing you'll notice about the video, if you if you go and watch it after the cast, uh, my camera work is is pretty shoddy. Uh, all in all, uh, you will see a lot of takes of the model board itself for the most part, uh, just because <laughs> I was trying to play the game and I didn't want to like hold them up or anything like that. So I, uh, I was not able to do a proper, like, you know, camera, camera angles and stuff like that. Oh, uh, in all honesty, mate, having watched it back, I, there's, for the most part, you see what you need to see on the board. Like you focus right. on the dice when you're rolling the dice, you're looking at the models for the, like, as you know, stuff's getting moved around and things are happening. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to improve though. Cause I think the next time that I'm able to record a live session, I'm going to have my tripod with me. 
uh, and I'm going to make sure that uh, also I'm going to make sure that uh, uh, my my opponent and stuff understands that we're going to pause the clock every once in a while, you know, thematically pause the clock every once in a while and, and redo camera angles and stuff like that just to make it a little bit better video. On TTS, it's going to be a little bit easier for us because I can watch the two of you play and record yeah. from my camera angle and actually, uh, you know, adjust. So I was playing around with that a little bit on the TTS camera. Um, uh, there's so, also a way there's also a way to just set like a static camera but mm -hmm. i don't know how to do it but i know you can uh i know how to do it because i used to do it when we uh, were streaming warcaster uh i now have to figure out how to redo that because what i plan <laughs> on doing is having uh multiple scenes because uh, we use obs so i can set multiple scenes for multiple different camera angles at that point and then fade in and fade out from the different camera angles so I'm going to see if I can set a couple of saved cameras and then be able to shift between the saved cameras using uh, quick keys uh, to, to, to basically pop to different uh, to different angles at that point. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and then it'll have like a fade transition in OBS when we when we do that, hopefully. Or I'll, I'll, or I'll do, do some editing on the videos because I'm, really, I'm really loving learning all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Well, yeah, uh, nice. so back to the game uh, and everything like that. Uh, so Will in the first round was just stomping a mud hole in me uh, to the point to where uh, Faye and I think a couple of other people were looking at him going, what are you doing? He's never played this before. It's a demo. and And he's like, no, no. He asked for this, <laughs> you know, which I did. Uh, and no, no, Faye, he's undefeated. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was the big one. I, I like an idiot, bragged about how I was undefeated at at, uh, at Stone. And Faye was quick to point out, "You've never played, or technically out of the zero games." And I'm like, "Yes, but it's still undefeated." And then Reese. <laughs> you got me in trouble uh because, that usually happens yeah because <laughs> he was like no you don't understand there are bets we have placed bets on this game and i was like i didn't place a bet <laughs> i think that was my fault because i was trying to get you one of the rivenstone t-shirts oh well i thought reese was trying to get huggerford on the game so i think both of you were placing bets with him then so you're all were writing checks that my little scrawny butt couldn't cash <laughs> just you know while we're talking about it, i'm just saying hell i'm undefeated Right, right. Yes. <laughs> we'll fix that. Don't you worry. <laughs> we will not have a repeat of Warcaster on our hands. <laughs> that's great. Uh, but no, but... that's um yeah, that's 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 awesome, man. It's, it's really good to hear like how it was um how it was all set up at the Depthcon and how it all ran there. Cause uh yeah, from the video and the pictures we uh, that we managed to see from all of the uh, social media that Bam had going, it looked looked fantastic. And yeah, having it set up in that spot as well is just brilliant for, you know, straight up walk-ins and yeah, it's, that's oh, yeah. fantastic. And the board, the board itself uh, was, was brilliantly done. Uh, if you watch the video and stuff, you'll see little cracks in the board itself. And the way they had set up the board was it actually came apart at those cracks and there's magnets in there that hold the board together. So they, mm. could, they could take it apart at the cracks for 
smaller packing to ship the board wherever they need to go. So yeah, if, that's you're, if you're looking for ideas out there, uh, make sure you take a look at that video, look at that board, uh, because that is a great way to, to pack a three by three small, uh, I think Reese, your idea for the board where you've got the bridges and the over nothingness mm. and stuff, that's going to be great to be able to pack down small and take that with you. Yeah, that's the plan. Everything kind of is cut to a point where it stacks together like a fancy Tetris, a 3D Tetris board. So um, it'll, I'll be able to get like a, basically at a box or a tub and it'll all click in there and then board on top and it's done. Yeah. And what, I think... I'm, what I'm excited about for boards is being able to buy that board as a mat. That's what I was. Oh hell yeah! Slap that baby down on the table. Yeah, God, that thing's pretty. Anybody who sees that video and wants that board as a neoprene mat, go over to the BAM Discord and uh, make sure you sign in and just uh, hashtag we want the mat. Uh, (laughs) Chris said it's in the works. Oh, that's gonna be awesome! All right, cool. But yeah, no, that board was amazing. Just a top-down graphic of that uh, was beautiful. And the train was was really beautiful. Uh, and I liked how they had it magneted so that it could uh, so that the trees could come up. They were either magneted or they were they seemed pretty there, like, yeah. stuck on. So I'm assuming they were magnets. But uh, uh, yeah, just the way those were and the rock formations were awesome. And then yeah, uh, the, the board setup was really good. How did you how did you find the terrain interactive with the game? So, uh, being that I had a camera in one hand and I was trying to fiddle with the measurement templates in the other hand uh, and move the models, it was kind of, uh, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, That was because I had a camera in hand and I was trying to only do it with one, you know, with one hand. I I don't think that uh, it would be that bad once... um, you know, you're, you're just playing the game, playing the game. Uh, I did think that, uh, gaining cover and stuff, we burned through so much vigor. Like we burned through our vigor quick. Uh, so terrain was not going to have as much of an impact for my side of things because I kept burning the vigor offensively. And also I burned a lot of vigor on, uh, using my, my Oryx's coalition bonus to make them reroll mm-hmm. defense. Uh, I think Will used his a little bit better because he was uh, he was taking cover. And with the coalition bonus, bonus of the Shattered Empire, he was very, he was very uh, astute with his placement of models. Uh, there was not a lot of times where I was going to catch him with a ranged attack where he was not within range of a deposit to be able to get uh, autofocus defense. So mm. uh, there may have been some places that I'm not remembering, but I do remember thinking to myself, man, I just need to get him off of these deposits, you know? And once the first round was done, I started to get the hang of it. And even in the first round, I pushed forward onto the objectives really early. Uh, so I made an early objective push and he was able to quickly push right back into them. So there was no point where either one of us were really actually out of the game. Mm. Uh, We were, it was very, it didn't feel like anybody was getting boxed out of scenario. Uh, Sometimes in some games like War Machine and stuff like that, you feel like you're just completely boxed out of the scenario. Warcaster was the same way. Uh, I just felt 
sometimes that I'm, uh, and I feel like I do that to people and stuff like that is I will box them out of scenario objectives. In this, it didn't really feel that much like we were boxed out of the objectives, but that could be because they were all on the center line for Motherload. Um, <laughs> uh, we haven't seen, uh, you know, any of the other scenarios yet at this point. Uh, but for Motherload, it, yeah. And I can see why it's a starter, like a starter mission, because all of the objectives are on that battlefront line. Uh, so it's very mm. hard to box, to box people out. But because of that... Yeah, nice. Yeah, because of that, in round two, I started to make uh, a comeback. Uh, I started to get the hang of the game, uh, start to play a little bit better. Still not uh, up to snuff yet. Uh, but uh, I started to gain victory points and everything like that. And then there was a dawning moment that I, I remember so clearly. He brings his Belcroft back after I made a push and killed Belcroft. And he brings his Belcroft back, and it dawned on me that I had been thinking of every other war game that I had ever played. And I'd been playing Warcaster that weekend because that was the tournament, and characters can't come back. So, like, when he killed my Tor, I was like, well, so much for Tor. I won't get to see what <laughs> he's doing anymore. And then he brings Belcroft back, and it was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I can bring Tor back. Uh, and then I, I ran across the board, and I was going to show that knight something, or the, the, the stone touch knight. I was going to show him <laughs> what for. Uh, and so that was, like, really, really good. And I think if I had been a little bit better on getting my ribbon stones uh to be able to make those extra attacks uh a lot stronger i think that would have been uh pretty good uh, but yeah by the end of the game uh we had made it to where i think it was like he beat me by two by the end of the game yeah uh, i think it was like it was like one or two points i think from memory yeah yeah but it started off in like a nine to one or something like that. It was just like really, really bad. <laughs> uh, I've I've had a very similar experience with against Spencer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, as I started to get the hang of it, things things started to come into place, and my tournament mindset started to focus in, and uh, I was able to focus in and and get some points back and. Will assured me at the end that he didn't pull any punches on me, so so hopefully that uh, that just kind of shows everybody that even um, if you have uh, if you have any type of experience from other war games, it will translate into mechanics into this game. If mm -hmm. you are thinking that you're down and out, you are not always down and out. Uh, this game is a game where you can come back, uh, which I think is great. Um, so Not I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah, no, um, yeah, the, the couple of games we've played, which we'll touch on in a sec. Um, yeah, it's like even if you're 9, 11, 12 points down the end of round one, you can make nearly all of that back in a turn if you, you know, manage to defeat a couple of heroes, and score some uh, objective points or some of your quests. Um, and yeah, you, you can just like ramp your victory points straight back up. Um, and on that note, Spencer, what, we've played a couple of games now. What have, what's your thoughts on the game been? Uh, yeah, it's, 
it's a lot of fun uh we're still figuring out like everything and so like it's super super easy to pick up but i feel like there's depth there and there's still so much of the game that we're yet to see i mean we only have the one event deck we only have two starters although we do we did get to bring in some shard knights which was kind of fun hmm. um and yeah i'm just really excited to see like once everything else is available like what all we can do with it because the game's so flexible in terms of army building i'm really excited to see like what different soup lists look like and what the other scenarios are like and then i'm really excited for the other event decks mm. Particularly the Tale of Beasts. That is, I'm so excited for the Tale of Beasts, and I have no idea what to expect from the Tale of Shadows. But <laughs> uh, I, I definitely just want some monster running around causing havoc, and uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. That does sound like but, so much fun. Yeah, I know. Like some things that I, I, you know, we've talked about a little bit already was like the shard economy threw threw me off because. I was in, you know, roughly the same boat. I was thinking like three or four shards, um, and not the zero to two like y'all were. But even then, like starting off your first turn with seven, eight shards, is uh, a lot. <laughs> it definitely gives you, you know, enough resources to play with, oh. uh, assuming that you're. Know, followers don't die and you don't wind up with like three shards at the beginning because you roll nothing but blanks mm. um <laughs> which hasn't happened to us but right. you know red oh, i'm getting i'm getting <laughs> i'm getting close <laughs> yeah red, red can't harvest a shard for his to save his life uh without somebody dying my flingers just die in droves and everything like that i think we the quote that we gave somebody at one point is uh what was it uh it was so much fun i could table myself self and still feel great about it uh, yeah because yeah. <laughs> i i could table myself and i could still feel great about it uh that yeah. was that was very very true and we're gonna that have, was one of my we're gonna have 10 scenarios starting off this game too and three three event decks 10 scenarios so i'm really yeah. excited I'm super excited for that, especially with the scenarios, because like right now in Motherload, like it's hard to take advantage of the Shattered Empires coalition bonus. Mm. Um, but I'm interested to see if there's scenarios where the deposits are closer to the objectives, and you can get that sweet spot where you're like in both. So you're like, or even, or even just close to your opponent's like like army line because if you're a little bit closer then you can walk to the other side of the rivenstone deposit and be like sort of threatening while still getting the benefit of your coalition right. yeah and then yeah but like if if you're in a situation where you can you know hold down a scenario and get automatically boosted defense rolls that's pretty awesome mm. and just dif just different stuff like that so i'm really excited to see how all that shakes out and like how the different movement and stuff plays in and you know, getting in the Iron Guard and the Risen. Like, there's just so much. We only have, like, literally half. Not half. We have two-thirds of the of each of the factions. Mm -hmm. the, the ones that we do have. So, yeah, there's just so much more to come. And it's exciting. Uh, 
and but yeah the game it's it's very it's very simple to like pick up and play but it's also like engaging throughout the whole game there's the constant back and forth you never know when the round's gonna end which is mm. like this huge um like what if scenario it's like is he gonna roll a double is he gonna roll it <laughs> happen um <laughs> so yeah it's it's a lot of fun um i've been enjoying stuff and you know a couple other things i like surprising that we found about out from the demo was the um the fact that the defenders choose whether they're going to burn vigor first i thought that was really mm-hmm. interesting and that definitely changes up the the dynamic even though me and reese forget about it like every single time right. just every two and... seconds yes yeah, it's, it's not real yeah. and on that uh that just kind of goes to show you how tight this rule set is going to be because mm-hmm. in a lot of games there's little nuances like the timing of when things happen when two like most games would just say oh you can both burn a vigor and and, and focus they wouldn't go into the nitty-gritty of the timing uh, and mm-hmm. so that's just kind of a testament to the way this game is going to be written. It's going to be written from that tight rule spec to, or that tight rule set perspective. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's awesome because like when you first told us about how they weren't planning on having a uh, you know like a competitive uh, play packet, you know my thing is is if the rule set's tight enough, you don't really need one other right. than just to say these scenarios are competitive and these scenarios aren't competitive right um and usually you can look at a scenario and determine whether that's the case so i don't think that that's a huge deal although i do think with um rivenstone like figuring out how list building works is going to be interesting like from a competitive standpoint but i'm sure we'll get into that at a at a whole nother time <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll assume, definitely assuming, be talking about assuming that. we decide to go down that route, but uh... travel down that rabbit hole. I, I think <laughs> I think we're a little bit beyond traveling down the rabbit hole though, because <laughs> like we're we're podcasting now. We've got uh, now we've got the YouTube channel that we're trying to get up, and that's another thing. Uh, so uh, the BAM folks were were nice enough to give each of us. Uh, both me, Spencer, and uh, Reese, uh, flingers, so that we can, for our Twitch stream uh, or our our YouTube channel, we can hopefully do a live stream hobby hangout. Uh, I have to ship the models to Australia and Louisiana uh, to get those out, but once we get them, we're all planning on hopefully getting like a camera or something if we can and then just doing like a hobby hangout as we paint those models. So if you have gotten your model from Adepticon and you don't mind waiting and stuff like that and want to hang out with us, uh, you can come join us on the hobby stream because uh, I think that'll be really, really fun. Or if you want to, you know, print out some awesome BAM minis from their Patreon collections, then, you know, Most definitely. Let's <laughs> come hang out. Yeah. yeah, support That's these it. people. Uh, yeah, very, very cool. So, yeah, awesome. um, I do have another video that we're going to bring out to the YouTube. I just finished editing it, editing it tonight. 
but uh, as I discovered with the first video, uh, video takes a lot of time. Like <laughs> the uh, my quick edits were a lot faster than just the processing time it takes just to re-output the video, which is is something. And then loading it into YouTube, uh, it's got several checks that it's got to go through. So, uh, but expect that we're going to keep uh, doing that. And then also, we have an email. For any of you who want to send us an email, ask us questions, uh, want to have questions answered online uh, or on the air, uh, please feel free to email us at barracksaction at gmail.com. I'm going to actually put that email in the show notes, I think, of this one uh, so that uh, people can get a hold of us if they wish to. Uh, you can also just message us on Discord. Uh, we are on uh, bam discord and we are happy to take those uh those questions and since chris and hannah are going to be coming on hopefully soon uh any questions that you have for them uh and then i know that hungerford is also coming on later on we're going to hopefully try to get Faye as well uh just depending on how things go uh but um they are going to come on as well so if you have questions for them that you would like us to ask on your behalf uh, please make sure you email us at uh, barrack or barracksaction at gmail.com. So, yeah. yeah. Anything else uh, that you all well, yeah. want to know about? Uh, well, we haven't gotten or... we haven't gotten Reese's take on the game yet. Oh, yeah, we do need Reese's I, take on the game. I absolutely love the game. I have been thoroughly thrashed in the few games that we have had. Um... But it's it's so much fun. I love the the tempo of the game. Feels really good. The never being down and out is great because you know if you're coming off the back of sort of the other games, things like Warhammer or anything like that, where you know you like you put all your cool models on the table, your opponent goes first, and you lose like you know half the cool models, or you know painted model syndrome, where that new model you've painted just dies immediately, and you never get to see what it does. Um, this game alleviates that because you just get to put it back on the board either in your next activation or, you know, at the end of the round um, with the, the lull phase. So, sorry, the start of the round with the lull phase. So it's 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 so much fun. The scenarios are really going to um, give a lot of diversity to it, I think, and that will be sort of where I, I would then need to look at it and go, okay, cool, that's what it is, because playing Motherload, yeah, it's, it's perfect as a starter scenario, right? Like, you just got three objectives across the middle, and you're good to go. Um, but the game feels really good. The, the dice is the dice mechanics are also really easy to understand because you just get to look at the little pictures on the dice and you're done. Um, you don't need to do crazy complicated math or compare it to anything else. It's like how many you know how many of this did I roll versus how many of that did you roll? Um, and it feels really quick and really snappy. Um, and even like you know for our first game that Spencer and I played, we got, you know, as people who'd never played the game before and we're putting it all together with, you know, all the knowledge we've collected, I still only took us, what, maybe two hours to play a game on TTS? Yeah, which on yeah. TTS is pretty good. Yeah, Especially yeah. Since it's like this is a template movement game and TTS and template movement, is, it's, not <laughs> a, it's not a smooth process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like video it, I it feels got... great. Yeah, the video I've got is a three-hero video, so it is the full game. Yep. And it took you guys two hours. That was it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, it's you can play the game so quick 
and yeah, that's that's the full three rounds, and away you go. Um, and the, I really like the all of the mechanics sort of determine like the random round length. I absolutely love that. I think that's a fantastic way of doing it. Um, being able to just go, you know, you got that sweat moment where you're like, oh, is the round actually going to end or am I going to get another one? And if you're me, it just goes for eternity because you roll like 17 blanks in a row for a flux phase. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I absolutely love it. I'm super keen to play more. I'm super keen to get the Risen cards so I can actually start like messing around with the faction I want to play the most. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I I don't I think I've rolled the X on the pink die like once in our three games, but but man, I don't think I've... <laughs> man that X on the red die. <laughs> I'm so yep. tired. I'm so tired of misfires, man. Oh, dude, I'm I'm so glad your tour keeps misfiring those bowlers. That, that saves is, my life. That is a weird. That is one of those weird kind of moments where. You, you look at the dice and you're like, yes, I got five successes. And then you look at the red die and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, none of it yeah. matters. <laughs> or yeah, or you, you forget to roll your attack die and oh, then yeah. you're like, yes. And it's like, no, no, no. Roll the attack die. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, yep. my hopes and dreams, they're crushed. It's a very sad moment. <laughs> Yeah. But no, yeah, the, the the game's absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to um the Kickstarter's in what two weeks from three weeks three weeks from now roughly. Look, and I'm just like uh, super three weeks bumped. from now exactly actually. Yeah, the, there the, you go. The card on the back said April twenty sixth, but I guess there was a different date somewhere uh, listed. No, so. no, no. It is it is April seventh. Uh, uh, it is okay. April twenty sixth. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> People good, were good. confused because on the website it says April twenty two. But it's, it's oh, not April 22nd. Yeah, it's yeah. April April 20, year 22. Uh, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. So that was people were like, but it says April 22nd on the site. It's like it's that's okay. <laughs> um, it's like yeah, close but not quite, yeah. Right, right. But no, yeah, it's um I'm so I've got all my money piling up next to me so I can just immediately go, haha. Um, so yeah, I'm okay. currently in the process of selling a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I know that I'm going to buy one faction outright. I am currently also in the process of trying to sell a bunch of stuff so that I can, uh, I, I'm actually selling one of my Warcaster armies, which that game I, I love to death. Uh, I do love that game, but this game is quickly supplanting it in my mind. Um, there are some slight improvements to this game over that game. They're very, very similar in, in some of their approaches, uh, probably because very similar, you know, the designers were, were the same people. Uh, but um, this game is, is just far and beyond I think, a better game. I think, I think the biggest difference is that Warcaster has the, like, like the dual focus issue where it's like there's skirmish and there's primary right but Rivenstone was designed from the ground up to be a skirmish game yeah and you can tell because it feels like a skirmish game and mm -hmm. and whether you're playing the small game with two heroes or the large game with three heroes it takes about the same amount of time it feels the same you can probably just use... I don't know if they're going to separate missions out, but I don't see any reason why they would need to. 
same size so. board it feels the same way like it's all in all is designed to be a, a good game no matter how you play which i think is great mm. yeah i mean i um, personally am excited for the three hero uh, so that i can finally do some mixed faction stuff because uh, yeah. I I really want to have like Tor <clears throat> and you know my flingers and stuff like that, but I also want to have some risen. Uh, yeah. So I think my my all in faction for the Kickstarter is is definitively going to be the Oryx. Uh, I think that is the faction I'm going to buy everything from, and then pick up small bits from other people. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones He's I really had want a is Bell interesting. Croft. Yeah, Belcroft is a gorgeous model. Yeah. Reese had yeah. an interesting revelation playing the Oryx. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was I was not I was I was not ready for the for exactly how they played. <laughs> My brain just shut down. And I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't uh this is interesting. But yeah, the um because I was originally going with Oryx and then playing them, I'm like, these guys are great. But I don't know if they gel with me very well, mm-hmm. and so I'm glad that uh, I'd, I'd already sort of committed to the idea of going with the risen. But I think adding in like a battle master and then like some brutes is a really cool little like you know tack in piece for three hero oh, games. Yeah, because yeah. um, that expert commander and like a, a muster of brutes just like chilling, sharpening their axes near an objective is a pretty terrifying thing to deal with. Well, and in every and, game that I've seen the Brutes in, they're just hard to kill. Not because they're hard to kill, <laughs> but because our dice just betray us whenever you try to kill one. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I think, like, and there's going to be fun stuff like that when it comes to, you know, building your list and stuff, because I think that, like, the Battlemaster is a really good tech piece into mm. Risen. This is just an assumption, because we know very little about the Risen yet. Right. The thing that we do know about the Risen is that they can bring followers back to life and they can turn your stuff into their followers. And if there's, if there's one thing the battle master is good at doing, it's mowing through followers. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I I think, I think the battle master and brute is a great little tack on. Like if you're looking at just spritzing, uh, Oryx into whatever faction you're playing, I think, Brute plus uh, Battlemaster is really good. If you're thinking about spritzing Shattered Empire, I really like the Stone Touch Knight with the Fusiliers. Um, if they're allowed to take them with the Fusiliers, I can't remember his keywords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, they're, they're, they're soldiers. Yeah, I think the Fusiliers are an amazing long-range piece that can sit back and if there's backup field objectives or you just need to mine Rivenstone, uh, I think they're pretty solid, and then the Stone Touch Knight's ability kind of works without the need of any other interaction with his own mm-hmm. faction. Yeah, uh, yeah. So That's, I think he's yeah. a great tack on. Um, yeah, there's a lot of models like that. So like the Stone Touch Knight, the Shard Knight, and Tor even mm-hmm. like are all completely independent models, so they don't need. Mm. It, they have no faction keywords like, right. on any of their abilities. So you can just throw them into whatever. Yeah. Um, and after my experience, like running the Stone Touch Knight as a distraction Carnifax, mm. uh, I'm, I, I was like, you, you can, add, like, in our Discord, when like we were looking at the Stone Touch Knight, I was like, I don't like this guy. 
Like he's too <laughs> he's too easy to counter. Like all you have to do is just run somebody up and he's not gonna get his two points. But then I realize like playing him, like, well if I put the Stone Touch Knight over here on this objective, they have to send something to come deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Because two or three victory <clears throat> points just for standing there yeah. is amazing. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and imagine if there's a scenario where the objective's further away from your opponent. They're just going to have to, like, leg a hero over there to just get within that range to stop um to, to stop you from scoring easy points. Yeah. And when he's infused, it's three points. So he can literally just sit there and just rack up victory points. And, like, he's only worth one victory point to kill him. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited to like get my hands on like the more stuff because like you know, looking at the cards and seeing how they actually play can sometimes be completely different. And oh, yeah. once I realize that the Stone Touch Knight can sit here, do nothing, and score me points, and then if something comes over to him to try to kill him and fails, he can then hit them for three damage apiece. <laughs> and if yeah, the big I sharp have, sword gets real sharp. Yeah. And if I have vigor to burn, it's a strength five focused attack. Yeah. <laughs> Which means you three shot tore. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's insane. Very, very scary. And that's and with that's, that's without happened. crits. That's not with crits. That's just him doing yeah. his thing. Uh yeah. He is really, really scary. Tor, yeah. though, like I thought Tor was going to be like, I'm running into melee and saber cat and things. And then you know, I find out, no, Tor is a bolo bandit. Like he yep. is. <laughs> Playing that mid range with him is where he, where he shines. Oh my God. He's so good at boloing the heck out of people. Yeah. Our, our first game, I was able to just skirmish with Tor and he didn't die until literally the last turn of the game. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He, he lasted the entire game. Yeah, um, I really I really want to play Risen 2, but I, I, I honestly think like if I have limited funds, uh depending on how much funds I have, because if I have enough funds, I'm buying as much as I can. I'm buying all of Oryx and I'm probably definitely going to at least buy the starter from uh Shattered Empire and the starter from Risen. Uh I think that is where I'm going to start my game at because I know that I'm going to like Risen and want to play them, so I'll continue buying them. But I think from Shattered Empire, I want a Stone Touch Knight, a Bellcroft, and I want those Fusiliers. I'm definitely tagging a uh, Stone Touch Knight onto all my Risen. Yeah. <laughs> He's just standing there like, guys, why is everybody else like really dead? <laughs> yeah, you I... say that now and until you... <laughs> Until you see the cards for the exiled knight. And I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to night bleed because we haven't seen either of those yet. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm probably just going to be like, ah, stone touch knight. Who needs him? Let's just take more knights of exiled order. Um... Yeah. yeah, we don't. We have no clue. Like, like we have no yeah. clue. Uh, it's all. so excited. All I know is I need to save as much money as possible because we, yeah. it's it's coming and it's coming soon and it is going to yeah. be glorious. <laughs> so nah, like yeah, one game. one thing I wanted to to touch on with uh as far as gameplay mechanics go is Reese, how did you feel? So we played three different games using mm -hmm. the same the same event deck, but every mm -hmm. single time we've gotten a different Yeah, we've got a different event each time, yeah. So how how do you feel that has impacted the gameplay? 
I think every, especially with the Tale of Storms, because the Tale of Storms, it's random from, so for round two and round three, at least for Motherload, um, we, we had, so round one is nothing, it's just distant thunder, something's going to happen. But every single time we got something completely different that changed what you wanted to do. So in one of them, we got the, um, is it the Sudden Squall or something like that, where extreme range, you just can't make missile weapon attacks? I was just like, oh, okay. Basically, yeah, they're they're um, auto focused and their blanks count as successes. That's so. right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like it's just like making an extreme range attack is pointless, and it's just like at that point you're, you're immediately like, oh, I can't just sit back just out of like you reach out and touch me with a melee, a move in a melee or so, or a charge and throw weapons at you anymore because I just won't do any damage. Um, one where we got an extra shard every round was, or every turn was insane. Um, and what was the last one we got? I've already forgotten what was, well, it, was um... it was the first one that we played. Yeah. And it was the plus one to your interaction. Plus one ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. harvesting oh Ribbonstone. Yeah. And oh, that was insane. <laughs> yeah. That one was nuts. Cause I, ironically, we ended up with more shards. At least I did. I, I don't think mm. Reese did. I think I was burning through my shards faster than yeah, you could poke a we, stick at. Um. Yeah, we, we ended up with more shards than on the one where we got free shards because our stuff just wasn't dying. And so we just got to keep mining and keep mining. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. So looking at the um, Tale of Storms, like I, I already thought the the Swall was, was really bad for Shattered Empire uh, just because, you know, those Fusiliers can, can really reach out and touch someone. But hearing mm. the the plus one ingenuity, I was like, "Oh, my Bellcroft! He's preaching <laughs> <his> work." <laughs> like, it's, it's only it's, it's only, only on for harvesting. Engine. Only yep. for harvesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but it's still like it's 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 really because it means that you're dedicated, um, like miners, which usually have the two ingenuity and now three ingenuity. Mm -hmm. So like the chance of you know one of them blowing up when they try and grab some riven stone basically disappears at that point. Um, <laughs> and it's so accepted. good for. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like yeah. So we've and we've only gotten those three so far. There's what one or two left? Is that right, Sneaky? Uh, there's I think there's just one. One left. left? Yeah. It's, it's like it's the it's... big one though. So I'm excited to play that one because I don't care what we actually roll. We're playing that one in our next game. Yep. No, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I can understand that. And it's it's the one where you have to distribute a damage. Oh, that's right. Or, or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, Thund thunderous barrage. Yeah, whenever a Rivenstone deposit erupts, if your shard die range results is medium or higher, something takes a damage. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we're definitely playing that one next because that sounds sick. Yeah. So it's going to be really great. interesting to see how how that little bit of extra chip damage like impacts the game. Mm. Um, especially for like. You know, for Shattered Empire, who currently doesn't have any two health followers you can just sink a, a mm. damage into. So it's like you're either choosing something dies or my heroes take a damage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> heroes taking a damage could, could be very, very serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be great. But yeah, no, the... um. The game's fantastic. That's basically the the short end of it from me. Um, I, I'm super keen to play more. I'm super keen to see the Kickstarter come out, so I know how much money I need to throw at it. I'm super keen to see what I get. I uh, it's just I'm pumped. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm 
I, I have definitely enjoyed the game a lot. And as I've already stated, like I cannot wait to see everything else that we have coming because mm. with the little bit of stuff we already have, it's a ton of fun. And yeah. once everything else is in play and I can actually like mess around with stuff, I think in our next game I'm going to play a soup because we keep forgetting about the coalition bonuses anyways, or at least I do. Mm. I haven't I haven't used my orcs coalition once and I played them twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? If I'm not going to use it anyways, then I might as well just soup. Just mix and match, yeah. Yes. And um and yeah, like the the fact that the fact that Broken Anvil have like years of planning ahead for this game just has me super excited for where everything ends up. Well, and there's going to be a soup. Well, I guess the soup coalition bonus is that you've souped. Uh, yes. But there is a soup coalition, though. Uh, but mm. um, and eventually, there's going to be more soup coalitions that are just based mm -hmm. off of other keywords, like the fact that we're getting machine shattered empire models, follower yeah. models. Like and I'm dwarves. stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah. So oh having gosh. like having Belcroft and Hobart and what I'm hoping are mini shard knights running around um, <laughs> is just, and like, I can just imagine like some little, like little mind crawler, little spider robot Johns. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that'd be so cool. And we're getting, and we're getting not owl bear, owl bears. Yeah. Like, oh, can't wait. Yeah. The possibilities are endless and it's going to be glorious no matter what. So, yeah. You could do like a tour and not owl bear uh, soup because they're beasts, and <laughs> like uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, I think we've basically talked about everything we physically can about what where we are at the moment. Now we just gotta wait for more stuff. I am. Which we're getting so soon. excited to get yep. more stuff. <laughs> not even not even a TM, just legitimately soon. Yeah, right. just soon. Yeah, <laughs> but no. Um, thank you very much, guys, for for tuning in and listening to us. Um, like like Reds mentioned and and that before, it's like we've got a YouTube now. We're gonna start uploading some games. Uh, we're gonna set up some streams and stuff, especially for like painting the models from the uh, the Adepticon event. Um, plus, I imagine whenever we get anything else, we'll we'll do everything we can. Uh, Spencer and I are probably gonna stream some games soon as well and make sure that all works and use it as a test bed. Um, but yeah, no, um, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, and until the next time, I've been Reese. I've been Red. And I've been Spencer. And we'll see you then.
titled District 4, provided by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. You can find out more about the Creative Commons license at creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 4.0.